0: Hello and welcome to Your Light is Fearless. My name is Amber, otherwise known as the Malibu Medium. Four years ago, I had a near-death experience that awakened my divine presence. Before that, I lived trapped in my emotions and blocked myself from living my dreams. Now I am a transformation coach working with the Akashic Records to help others align to their highest path and potential. In this podcast, I will inspire you to go past the limitations you place on yourself as we explore your infinite possibilities in the Akashic Records. The portal is open now. Hello, and welcome back to Your Light is Fearless. I am your host, Amber, and today's episode, I interview Elette Lewis. We talk about how your purpose is lived in all of who you are. It is not just one thing. Elet talks about finding her power in motherhood, being guided by Mother Mary, awakening her divinity, the magic and pivots and what it teaches us, and the gifts in going with the flow and surrendering. What you learn from this interview is that your purpose is not determined or validated by how much money you make from it. What you might ask yourself is what if we all had the same purpose to give and receive love? This is the embodiment of divine femininity. This is how motherhood serves as that role of a lifetime. Let's get the conversation started, and let's meet today's guest. So I am really excited today for today's show to introduce you to my Instagram friend, Elette Lewis, who I just adore, who we met, you know, we've been friends on Instagram for a little while now, and I have just completely vibed with you with her and so Elette is a intuitive Scorpio, a mother of four, a counseling psychologist, and owner of the jewelry brand CEO, which I just learned how to pronounce and we are she's also a you say newbie astrologer but in my eyes you are an astrologer I'm always reading your posts and thinking oh I didn't know that so you are an astrologer I'm saying it here for the first time and um so anyways Elette, thank you so much for being here and welcome to the show
1: I am so excited that we are finally sitting down talking and face to face and that we're doing the show because like you said, we found each other on Instagram and I was like, oh, I vibe with her. And it's so funny because every time that you post something, I feel like, wow, we are tapped into the same stream of consciousness because I was just thinking that or I had a download about that. And I'm like, oh, my goodness. Yeah, we, we vibe. Our souls we vibe. Are- Yeah,
0: completely. And I mean, well, first of all. And I always, I was going to say, I always put Instagram down, but that is the thing that is amazing, right? You live in Florida, I live in Malibu, California, and here we are like connecting. And so there is a beauty to that. And I'm so appreciative of these friendships that, you know, I've been making and I I hope even one day, maybe we can meet in person, right? Yes, I
1: would (laughs) love that. We should definitely invite Danielle too. I know. And Danielle, our other
0: bestie, Danielle was the one who introduced us Mm -hmm. to each other, right?
1: Mm -hmm. Which I listened to your show with her and I absolutely loved it. There were so many nuggets of wisdom in that show that I was like, this is exactly what I needed to hear in this now moment. And I was just so grateful for it. But yeah, I feel like every time that we're together, like you and I, when we talk, little moments of magic just start happening. So I can imagine when we meet in person, all the synchronicities that we are going to experience just even today I was telling her she texted me and it was 222 and I was like oh my goodness it's It's amazing
0: it's amazing and I love Danielle too I I learned so much from that show too Um, and it's interesting like the energy you know feeling like our energy together because we haven't talked face to face we've always Mm -hmm. been like voice memoing and texting and things like that but it's a totally heightened experience and there is something to being on the same wavelength. Right. And like kind of the way it lights you up. Like, I feel like we might be doing something together one day. I don't know, but it just, there's something to this energy. Uh I a hundred
1: percent agree. And every time that we speak, I feel the same way. And it's so interesting because I feel like, I don't have very many people in my life, like friends, family who get it, who are on the spiritual path or who are awakened and open to these things. And so I feel like I go to my Instagram friends for all of this, all the spiritual stuff that everyone is like, "Um, you're crazy or mm, I don't get it. And I'm just like, This is so difficult for me. So if there is anyone out there who is on that path and is awakening and is just like on a different stream of consciousness and you still feel like, okay, so now how do I integrate all of this into my normal life? And it's very hard when you don't have friends to share those things with. And I feel like that's something that many don't talk about because it can be so lonely. And I yes. feel like I have longed for those friendships and those connections where it's like, hey, you want to talk about galactic stuff? Hey, you want to talk about yes. your dreams? what happened in your dreams last night without it being like, what? Like, you're crazy. What are you talking about? And it's just refreshing and nice. And I, I feel like even us having this conversation, i like, okay. Like, I feel like I'm at home. Like I'm chilling with someone who gets it on a soul level and it's, it's
0: just beautiful. Well, you know, we're probably part of this like soul group, right? This traveling soul group that has taken on a mission in some way to, to help, um, spread the messages of light to help, you know, expand consciousness. And I truly believe that, you know, the, the mission of the light workers today is so important, but there's also this, like you said, this shared kind of reckoning this, like this, this remembering of when we see each other, we see this light and it lights. Can we cuss on this? I don't know. I never cast, but it lights. Oh,
1: I, I do all yeah. the time. Maybe you're picking up on my energy. I'm, I'm, I'm a little sailor over here. So go ahead, girl. Yeah. <laughs> go I'm ahead, like,
0: girl. I don't know. Like, I, I mean, you know, you start a podcast and no one gives you a guidebook <laughs> or any rules. I, I did take Danielle's course on how to start a podcast, which was amazing, but it's funny how you just kind of, and that's a whole nother conversation, right? Being a spiritual entrepreneur and just like learning as you go. Um, but there's so much to talk about Ela. like I, okay, we could, we just have to start somewhere. We have to start somewhere. Do we want to go galactic? Do we want to go? Well, actually, do you mind if I, if I, ask you a little bit about your spiritual awakening journey. And, um, I know you had a connection with mother Mary, which we share. So when I had my near-death experience, mother Mary was there and it was interesting because she anchored the space in love. She was the vibration of pure unconditional love. And she didn't speak. Archangel Michael was the one who was doing all the telepathic communication, but all that to say, I know we've always connected in this, this, mm, the connection we have with mother Mary. So I'd love to know more about that with you um, about your journey and just like in general, like kind of, how has it been for you and your yeah. spiritual awakening journey?
1: Yeah. Okay. So um, I was raised Catholic and I went to Catholic school when I was very little, but I always had a lot of fear. I remember waking up in the middle of the night and I'd be like, I don't want to see a ghost. I don't want to see a ghost. I don't want to see a ghost. And I would pray the Hail Mary. And that was what would save me and calm me down and get me to go to sleep. It was always Hail Mary over and over again in my mind until I would drift to sleep, calm down. And um, so I went to private school, Catholic school until about seven or eighth grade. And then I was like, wait a minute, none of this religion stuff resonates with me. I don't like this. This isn't me. So I went completely the opposite way. And I was like, oh, I'm atheist. There's no such thing as God. I don't believe in anything. I don't. It was like, you know, completely different. And then little by little, I started finding my way back to God source spirituality on my own in a way that felt so authentic, because before I felt like I just had to believe because I was in private school. And if I didn't believe then I was going to go to hell and, Oh my God, what does this say about me? But I didn't feel that connection, like that true connection where I would see people like praying and being devoted. And I'm like, is there something wrong with me? Cause I don't, I don't feel that. And I feel like I had to go through that. And then, you know, there was also a lot of things that I went through my childhood and trauma and all these things, but I found that connection back to that spiritual place on my own. And I have such conviction now and such a strong bond that I feel like I could have never gotten that going to school and, and being immersed in what I wasn't. I had to lose myself, I say, to then come back and find myself. And a big part of that was Mother Mary. When I first got pregnant with my first daughter, uh, Sophia, and named her Sophia, that name just came to me. And it's funny because Sophia is is, she's a cancer rising and a cancer sun with a 29 degree moon. So it's full expression of the moon. And she has a lot of planets in her astrology chart that are very, very old soul. And, um, you know, cancer is the divine mother. And Mm -hmm. but when I got pregnant with my daughter, uh, crazy story that I want to share. But, you know, it's part of this. So I got pregnant with my daughter and I was about 18 weeks pregnant. And I went to the doctor and they were like, Oh, uh, it seems like, you know, they did a sonogram. It seems like your cervix is opening. I was 23 years old at the time. It seems like your cervix is opening. We're going to have to do this cerclage procedure because if not, you're going to lose this baby. And like all these crazy things, I went from zero to a hundred in the matter of this one hour office visit. And I was like, what? Okay. I guess, sure. You know, I'm 23 years old. What, Whatever you say I have to do, I'll do. So I go into the hospital that week. Um, I go in for this procedure, I had this procedure done, which funny enough, my grandmother in spirit, she had this procedure done with both of her kids in Cuba, because her cervix would open. Um, and she had it done, whatever. So I was like, Oh, maybe, you know, maybe it runs in the family, maybe this is something that I need, whatever. So I went in and I had this done right after I had that procedure done, I got out. And they had given me Tylenol codeine, And that makes me throw up. I didn't know it at the time. So I took it and I threw up. And I thought, Oh my god, because I actually peed on myself, but that's because I had an epidural that I couldn't feel, and I thought my first instinct was, oh my god, my water broke, and I freaked out, and uh, the nurse came in, and this is me in the post-op. The nurse came in, and she's like, we're gonna do a test to see if your water broke. They did a test, and they were like, okay, well, yeah, um, this is amniotic fluid, so it seems like your water broke, and now we're gonna abort this baby, and I was like, What? And they're like, yeah, your water broke. You're only 18 weeks. You can't carry this baby to term. So we're going to have to abort this baby. Like there's no other way. And I just sat there and it was just my mom and I, and we looked at each other and we're like, what? Okay. I guess. And I was oddly calm. I was like, okay. Um, okay. I guess this is what we're going to do. They took me upstairs that same day. They removed the stitching that they had just put in a few hours before Wow. And they started to put cervadil, which is something that like dilates your cervix. So they started that treatment, they did three rounds, my cervix was not budging. And all the while I was feeling my daughter kicking me almost like telling me mom, I'm okay, like, I'm okay, I'm okay. And I could feel intuitively, I knew that she was fine. But I was so scared to go against those doctors. And I was like, okay, I feel like she's fine. And I would tell my mom, like, mom, she's kicking, she's moving around. And my mom's like, oh, but you know, if they're telling you this, then we're we're just going to have to do it. Like you trust these doctors, right? So, and especially as a first time mom, 23 years old, I I didn't feel empowered. I didn't feel like, like I could do anything. Like I could advocate for myself. I was just trusting that, you know, if they're saying that this pregnancy isn't viable, then I'm going to trust them. So my daughter's due date was July 10th. So, you know, me being into astrology, I was like, oh, she's going to be a cancer, whatever. But we were going through this whole process. In comes a nurse and on her necklace, jewelry, right? On her necklace, she's wearing a big um, cancer zodiac sign. And I look at her and I go, oh, wow, my daughter was supposed to be a cancer. Uh, When's your birthday? And she goes, July 10th. And I'm like, yeah, I'm like, July 10th. And she's like, yeah, I was like, wow, that's my due date. And she goes, you know what, I'm going to do a sonogram because I, there's something that I'm feeling that I feel like you need to get out of this hospital. I don't feel like you're leaking amniotic fluid. Sometimes those tests can give you a false positive. And I'm going to go ahead and, 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 you know, trust my gut and do this sonogram. She did the sonogram. We heard the baby moving around, kicking. She's like, stand up. I stood up. I wasn't leaking. She's like, you need to get out of this hospital. You need to get out of this hospital because they're trying to induce you. And mind you, none of the medications that they were trying worked. They're trying to induce you and this baby is fine. So I'm like, okay. So I signed the papers that I wanted to leave and in comes a doctor scaring me. You can't do this. Your baby's going to be born with this de- defect and that defect and blah, 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 and all these things. And I was like, I don't care. I'm leaving. And all the while, my mom is like reading the Bible and, da, da, da. and I started praying my Hail Mary and praying my Hail Mary and praying my Hail Mary. And then- I left the hospital, I was on bed rest for a little bit, went to a specialist and he's like, you're fine. Your cervix is not opening, your cervix is strong. Sometimes in these sonograms, you can have what's called a dynamic cervix. So like sometimes when they measure it, sometimes it's a little bit longer, sometimes it's a little bit shorter and it depends on who does the measuring. You can always get a different number. I don't know why these doctors put you through this. Now, looking back, I know that it was for a reason because this is what drew me closer to you know my spirituality and my faith. And um, I don't know why these doctors put you through this, but you're fine. And then every Sunday, I would go back to church with my mom. And I remember praying my Hail Mary and just like having so much faith. And it was a moment where I really had to let go and trust and be like, I I have no fear. I am just trusting that you are going to protect this baby. And I surrender to this process, to this experience. But it really brought me back to that faith and back on that path. And there's been so many instances in my life where I have been brought back. It's like, even if I wanted to stray, it's like, oh, here we go back on the path. And my daughter was born July 10th. And I, named <laughs> no. her- yep, she was born July 10th. And I named her Sophia Gloria because the nurse's name was Gloria after the nurse. Okay.
0: I literally was just going to say did you name her after yep. the nurse? I mean, I'm just a little psychic too. And I know you yep. are. So I knew that. Yep. I, okay. I first, I had goosebumps the whole time you were saying this. I feel that nurse was a sign from the universe. She was an yep. angel. She was an angel. And as you were speaking, I was thinking like, talk about the patriarchy and what their indoctrination and you know, the, the lack of just on every level, the the lack of a lot of things, I just, I don't know how much to say. I don't want to, I don't believe that tearing the patriarchy down is necessarily the way to go, right? Because we do need the divine masculine in in the ascension of this earth. But that is just such a powerful story for you to learn your power and take Mm -hmm. your power because you were so young and I get it. I understand. We think when we're younger, the doctors know the adults know better. And it's just, it's not, it's not the case. And even now, like with a lot of things that I've been through, as an adult, you know, an older adult, I I can see how little the medical community knows and how there's so many times in my life where I have had to be my own advocate and heal Mm -hmm. myself. You know, like I had this mystery autoimmune disorder where I was fainting for years and they kept giving me all these labels. And finally I just had to I had to like take a whole integrative approach to just heal what was going on on the physical level, but okay. I digress. That is an amazing story. And so your, so your daughter, did you also start to build that connection with mother Mary Mm -hmm. when she was born?
1: Yes. So then my daughter was born and I just really started building that connection with the divine feminine in general. Mm -hmm. Like it was, Learning how to breastfeed and not knowing anything and not trusting the doctors. And then another nurse went, that came into the, the delivery room, she was the one that told me taught me how to breastfeed. And she went against everything that they do at hospital. She was like, here's the baby. Put the baby in bed with you. Lay on your side. Because I was in so much pain. Lay on your side. Breastfeed her. She grabbed a little bottle of formula that they had put in the crib. She's like, you want to breastfeed? She grabbed that. She threw it in the garbage. Wow. <laughs> yeah. I had this, like, which listen to this, how crazy too. I had this lactation consultant come in and she was great. And she taught me how to do so many things and, you know, all of that. And I really just started loving breastfeeding and I learned all that I could learn. I remember having Sophia here and just Googling, okay, this about breastfeeding and that about breastfeeding and just becoming an expert in all things breastfeeding. And then I had my son in 2013, who I named Noah that was a great, beautiful pregnancy. Then I ended up getting divorced. And then I met my now husband got remarried and had two other little girls. But when I had, um, when I had Mila, that's when I started to go through another layer of awakening. And it's when I started communicating with her before she was even born. So wait, let me backtrack a little bit. So my husband's mom um passed away from suicide when he was 16 years old and the day that I met him his mom started coming through and I was like wait uh, okay I don't okay I I feel your mom here with me and there was a conversation that we were having where I felt like I channeled her and I told him I love you in this moment and I had not yet told him that I loved him like we were like brand new and I told him I love you and he started crying And he's like very Capricorn, very stoic, very like doesn't believe in any of this (laughs) stuff. he started crying and I go, that wasn't from me. I mean, I love you too, I guess now that I said it, but that wasn't from me. That was from your mom. And he just started like, you know, and that's when I started to realize that I have this connection with like people who either have mother wounds have lost their moms or need of nurturing Mm -hmm. that whole you know thing with the divine feminine and mother mary and i was like okay this is this is another connection this is something that keeps coming in strong and then fast forward a little bit we went on our first date and we started talking about what if we had a daughter like what would we name her and it was mila and the name mila came and i was like okay and then when I got pregnant, I got this book called um, Spirit Babies. So it's about pre-birth communication. And I started to communicate with my daughter in spirit and she would send yellow butterflies. So I would keep seeing yellow butterflies, yellow butterflies. And the minute that I got pregnant with her, she's a little Scorpio rising. I started, that's when I found the term light worker. I didn't know what a light worker was. I found the term light worker and I was like, why do I resonate with this? Why do I feel like all of a sudden I know why I'm here? Like my purpose, like to be a light. I remember volunteering. Like, I remember I'm like, I don't know why. I remember putting my hand up and being like, yeah, earth mission. Yep, yeah, I'll go. I'm there. Let's, let's go do it. And then I had another experience where I had this dream about me being born. And I was the only one out of all my siblings born in a birth center with midwives And I had an experience where I remember myself being like in this bassinet and then Mother Mary reaching over and picking me up as a baby. And then I remember just remembering that experience. I started crying and I started to remember that connection with Mother Mary. So I had my daughter. I had my daughter Mila. And that's when everything started my awakening. And I started remembering um, just past lives. And I started just really expanding my consciousness started astral traveling leaving my body and then my then I got pregnant with my daughter Lila and this is where it gets like kind of crazy so my daughter Lila I was falling asleep reading the book I don't know if you're familiar with Carolyn Carolyn Mace Mace, I don't know how to pronounce her.
0: I always say Carolyn Miss but yeah I I I read her book Anatomy of the Spirit when I was like 17 and She's okay a-
1: so her I was reading Sacred Contracts. I remember I was in bed, I was reading Sacred Contracts and I was dozing off and all of a sudden I see a rose in my mind's eye, a beautiful pink rose outlined in red and I think to myself I'm pregnant. I'm pregnant and it's going to be a girl. And my, this was before I had even taken a test or anything. And that weekend was father's day weekend. And we went down to the keys to visit my husband's dad. And I started seeing yellow butterflies, yellow butterflies everywhere. (laughs) (laughs) Floating around me, yellow butterflies, yellow butterflies. And I was like, Oh boy, we weren't planning her. I was like, Milo was only nine months at the time. And I was like, Oh boy. Okay. Well, I guess tomorrow on father's day, I'm going to take a test and, and see. And I took a test and I was pregnant. And my husband is like, what? Oh, it's going to be a boy. It's going to be a boy. And I was like, it's sorry to tell you. But, uh, <laughs> I saw this rose and I think it's going to be a girl. Two weeks after that, I had a reading with an angel medium. Uh-huh. Randy, and I told her about the experience about the rose. And she goes, okay, that was Mother Mary. That's a message from Mother Mary. This baby is a gift for you and your husband. And then intuitively I felt, I don't know if it's either A piece of his mom's soul reincarnated, his mom coming back to be with him. I don't know the logistics and how that works, you know, with her being on the other side, but then also incarnate. I don't know. I don't try to explain it because I don't really understand it, but I feel it. And she's even an, an eight life path, which so was his mom. Right. And when, okay, so I don't know how graphic to get with this. So the way that his mom passed away, she hung herself. Mm-hmm. And when my daughter was born, she was born with her umbilical cord tied in a knot. Wow. And her, yeah. And her feet were super purple, like really, really purple. And the first thing that my husband says when she was born is, oh my God, I just thought of my mom. Because the last image that he has of his mom were her feet being very purple. And in that, yeah. And in that moment, I was like, oh, yeah, there's something here with this soul and us. And then randomly, when I get home a few, this was like a few months after that, I am thinking about Mother Mary and something tells me to look up Mother Mary and knots. And I'm like, Mother Mary and knots. This is so weird. There's a painting of Mother Mary and it's called uh, Mary, the undoer of knots. And she has like children around her and she's holding like a a knot. And the thing, the painting was talking about how um, Mary is the undoer of knots, undoer of uh, like problems between family members, problems in your marriage or problems. um, Just she undoes those knots of like distress or whatever. And I'm like, what the heck? It's always mind
0: blowing when things like that happen, these intuitive downloads. I mean, I just have to say, I have this intuition right now, when you're talking about this with your daughter, that she's a peacemaker and that she could be a reincarnated soul from your, from your, it would be your mother-in-law, but your mother-in-law. Your, your husband's mother. Um, and I do believe that it's almost like, you know how we have a mission, right? We have a mission, but we we also have like these wavelengths, right? Like we, we have a similar vibration. And I do believe that we can have similar frequencies of ascended masters or, or you know, beings like Mother Mary, where we're, we're almost like fulfilling their missions and we're helping them ascend or evolve consciousness in helping a certain... Um, vibrational frequency for instance, unconditional love or peace, right? Mm -hmm. So because unconditional love is such a broad concept, there's these beings that come on earth that, that carry these missions to help in a specific way. And with your daughter, I feel like she's a peacemaker. Mm -hmm. So don't be surprised if she grows up and takes on an advocacy role or helps humanity or your, and your family in Mm -hmm. a way in which um feels that she's bringing upon peace yeah uh, I don't know if she's a little firecracker now but
1: I feel like
0: she's, she's a, a Capricorn moon a Capricorn moon well I'm and you know I'm a Capricorn mm-hmm.
1: um, she's a Pisces with a Capricorn I, moon
0: okay I'm a Capricorn with a Pisces moon
1: wow and mm-hmm. a lever rising too much it's Gemini too much. rising okay Gemini rising but she has very very she was born during that great conjunction in 2020 to 2020 when That's so she right. has moon is conjunct Saturn and Pluto the two strongest like one of the two strongest planets the malefics oh Jupiter right there right behind so she has this stellium of planets in the eighth house and I'm just like your soul did not come here to mess around wow. I had an Akashic Records reading once that um said that her soul is very tied into the contract with my husband and I like she's very intertwined and I'm like it's so interesting because I'm a son Pluto and my husband is a son Saturn and then her moon is conjunct both Pluto and Saturn So <laughs> and I'm like yeah.
0: I don't know exactly what that means like I, I whenever you're talking to me I like yeah yeah I nod my head but like I love astrology and I understand like you know, the sun and the moon and the rising, but to me, it's just amazing that you have that knowledge, you know, to that level to understand charts in that way. But it's kind of, it just goes beyond my head. <laughs> Like Akashic records is my jam. I can communicate with spirits. I can do all these things, but you know, I guess we can't be interested in everything. Astrology yeah. is just another language to me, but it you're is. always like, Oh, let me see your North node, your South <laughs> node. And Danielle, when she came here to visit me in Malibu, she went on my laptop, pulled up my chart and she started explaining like my North node and my South node. I still get it confused, but I know that Danielle's basically, I think my Virgo is what I need in this mm-hmm. world. I Do can Virgo Virgo North node. Okay. Yeah. So I'm, I, what I need is Virgo. So I'm a Virgo North node. And then I have the Pisces South node. So yeah. I can, easily get lost in channeling and other dimensions that's that's my that's what you come here kind of born with right but then mm-hmm. anything about organization and structure is really hard for me so that's about as ground
1: it yeah all you need to take all of the gifts that you know all of your spiritual stuff and then ground it here because you came to be here now right I so know. it's like what are we doing to we're floating off in space, but it's like, okay, that's great. That's fun. That's very Piscean. I love it. I, I love one of those, you know, floating off in space, but we came to be here now. So how do we take all of that and then ground it, which is so difficult sometimes, right?
0: It is so difficult. It's a daily, um, I don't want to say struggle because it's something that I I do accept, you know, that I need to, um, implement more Virgo characteristics, but, and I, I can really, really see how it helps me to do so because we can, you know, having a mission and a purpose, you have to be grounded in some ways you have to kind of be structured, right. And, and Mm -hmm. do certain things in those ways. Um, well, I wanted to say though, the, I really hearing your story and and the journey with Mother Mary, it's interesting to me because I had this download yesterday, which is just, it's not a coincidence Uh for some reason, you know, as you're a mother of four, I'm a mother of two teenage boys, which is a whole, it's just a whole thing. I mean, they eat everything in sight. Oh, I bet. Um, They're just, they walk around with just testosterone and just, you know, they're like, playing water polo, playing volleyball. And I'm the most girly girl. Yeah. Like your Libra rising is like, no, no. (laughs) They're always making fun of you. Mom, why are you wearing lipstick? Why do you care about makeup? You know, but I'm like, yeah. Anyway, so I'm surrounded by these teenage boys and, and raising them as best as I can. Um, And so it's a struggle sometimes, and it's also a struggle to balance that. But I think I was in a headspace yesterday where I was like seeking a little guidance around motherhood. I'm always channeling and talking to my team as I'm sure you are. And the way that my guides spoke to me or explained things was that when we become a mother, we are the mothers of earth. So The role of motherhood is this initiation. It's not just we're a mother to our children. We literally become this embodiment of like motherhood. And we have this connection to Gaia in that way. And so it almost made me feel like hearing your story that there's an automatic connection with everyone and mother Mary, because she's really that guardian, right? Of the heart and of unity, consciousness and unconditional love, which is really what the planet needs right now. We need that balance as I'm sure you feel and know. And it, it's almost as if, you know, I was, I want to ask you about your purpose and what you think your purpose is, but it makes me feel like all of our purposes in some way is to support and, and help mother Mary, her vibration, um, spread that, vibration and spread the energy of love.
1: Mm-hmm. And, and
0: so when we are a mother to our children, we do that. We strive to do that. I mean, every day I I bring a softness to my children. At least I try to, they're very, like I said, sporty and just not necessarily into spirituality. But what I'm saying is I feel like I'm constantly being reminded to, to stay strong in taking on that role of love, even amongst the way that they are like, it's so important, no matter how my kids are with me or how I see that the world's going around maybe in division and in hatred, it's almost like the stronger I feel it is to embody the mission of love and be the mother to everyone. So what do you feel about your mission, about your purpose and and divine femininity? And I think, by the way, that's how we connect so much. Yeah. Because I think there's certain people who are like literal embodiments of divine feminine
1: energy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, you know, when I first started waking up, I got hung up on the whole, what's my purpose? What's my purpose? Oh my God, I got to find my purpose. What? No, I'm not doing nothing And even today, as I was driving, I was thinking, I was like, oh my goodness, my purpose is literally to be here now and love and nurture not only others, but myself as well. Mm-hmm. And nurturing, nurturing is just such a big part of my purpose. And I feel like so many children grew up you know, or still grow up without that love and that nurturing. And if you think about if every mother would nurture and love their child and give them that home that they so yearn for and love and seek and that safe space, which is something that I've always loved about breastfeeding, because I'm like, it's not only nourishment, it's nurturing, they're coming home to you, you're, you're giving them, you know, your heart and your space and your time and Imagine if everyone did that for their kids, then we're going to be raising those kids that are going to go out into the world and be more loving and be more nurturing. So I feel like a big part of my purpose is learning to do that as I've had to through raising my children. And then at the same time, learning how to love and nurture myself, because as moms, we tend to like overgive, overgive. And as I was explaining to a mom the other day, I was like, think about it. If you're a mom and you're a well and everybody in your family comes to drink from that well, they're going to have nothing to drink if you're not pouring water back into that well. If you're not filling yourself up, how are you going to pour? And I know it's very cliche, and everyone says that you can't pour from an empty cup. You literally cannot pour from an empty cup. We do not want you dehydrated. We want you to nourish, love, and nurture yourself so that then you can nurture others. And then they can go out into the world and nurture others and nurture others. And that's how we build this, new earth right it, it's like exactly. being, right it, it starts at home and it starts with the children and i just feel like there's such a big part of my purpose that i haven't tapped into i guess um my work or the work that i envision myself doing in the long run which i see myself reaching a lot of people and talking to a lot of people and big audiences but i feel like there's a part of me that's like I can feel that and it feels so strong because it's what's calling me. But then there's another part of me that's a reminder of like, no, no, but you, you still have experiences to live. You need to be here right now. Don't worry about this. That's going to come right now through what you're going through, through the experiences that I've had with my children, raising my daughters. This is like putting those little marbles in that jar that then you're going to be able to take or, you know, the droplets of water in the well, (laughs) That then you're going to be able to take and share, which is Aquarius. And that's my midheaven. Aquarius is the water bearer. You're pouring. You've gained all this knowledge. You've gained all this wisdom from the journeys. And now you're pouring for the people. You can't pour for the people without first learning the experiences, nurturing yourself and then taking that. So I feel like that's where I am right now, where I'm just like, oh, no, I know I got a purpose. And (laughs) I just know that it has to do with with this. And I'm trying to live in the now as much as I can.
0: But well it's it's so true we we live our purpose we don't just find it it's not like this one shops one stop shop a lot of I I think working as an Akashic record reader I noticed in the beginning everyone the first question was just okay. what is my purpose like t- like tell me so that I can make money tell me so that I can just know but it's more important to discover it and live it because when you discover it, it becomes integrated in, mm-hmm. into you. So as much as I might be able to tell someone in a reading, like if you came to me and I said, you are the the embodiment of divine femininity. If you came to me at 18, before you had all that life experience, you could say, okay, whatever lady, but you, you wouldn't embody it until you live it through your experience. And you it, yeah. Yeah. And it's like, we can't bypass that discovery stage and it is seriously more important to live it than to just know what it is. And a lot of people do know what it is, but then they're too afraid to be in the moment to Mm -hmm. allow themselves to play with it and to just have, again, have the, the lessons, have the, um, just be in it and it's so-
1: surrender, which is such a divine feminine quality. You gotta surrender to that. And uh, listen, it's hard for me. I, I know. You know, but yeah, like you said, and, and it even goes back to that story that I opened up with with the religion and having to leave that to then find my way back through something that was me and my experience it's you know it's the same thing we have to live it in order to then find it it's that journey and we're collecting all of this wisdom along the way and we're like wow you know I did that I lived through that
0: and it's okay so this is just so, it's so, it's such an important conversation that we're having because I've, I, I've been told by a lot of the Akashic guides that there's this evolution in consciousness where ideas are downloaded to like the mass collective. And so again, first it was about just even the idea of, that we have a purpose, that all our souls are important. And it's not just about the collective but it's about the identity the individual soul right and caring Mm -hmm. missions and so now again I I think that it's people are starting to realize that they have to live their purpose and then what's coming up is fear and self-judgment measurement Mm -hmm. in like well how am I doing it good enough? Am I doing it fast enough? Am I doing it? And so that seems to be like the pulse point of what's happening. And from what I can see on this general level and what the fear and the measurement does is it stops us from having the path to play and discover because the thing is, is that when you go to the other side and when, like, when I had my near-death experience, it, it was so, I was so grateful for it because what I realized is that, first of all, there's nothing that we can do to take away our loving whole essence. And it's, and even though yes, souls have a purpose, we, 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 if we go towards that bandwagon of worrying about what it is, like we said, yeah. then it just, it takes us completely out of alignment. And so I, and and at the same time, I'm right there with you because I feel like, Oh, I awakened and I have my purpose yeah. and then I'm sitting over there like, well, yeah. how fast are you going and why aren't you doing this and that? And it's just this dance between like every moment of the day, like I'm okay to just be, I'm okay to just be in this moment and experience. And what you said to was so important to receive because yeah. the wounding of the divine feminine is yep. give 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 uh-huh. and and it's like but our purpose is to receive and the more we receive the more we give there's that cycle right the light mm-hmm. in me sees the light in you yeah. I honor you you honor me and when we have a purpose and we can't receive that also stops us mm-hmm. so how do do you want to speak on that how how is it for you right now in the way that you um feel that you're living your purpose I mean, I, if, in ahead. terms
1: of my big purpose i feel like just being in the moment and surrendering as much as i can to the now especially because my ego is like no, you're not doing enough like no like what are you doing right now like So we spoke about this before, but I actually got my degree in counseling psychology in 2009, right before I had my daughter, Sophia, the first one. And then I just got my degree and I never did anything with it. I was like, "Mm, I'm going to be a mom and this is what I really want to do. And I wanted to stay home and raise my kids because for me, that is the most important thing is I really wanted to be a stay at home mom and devote myself to my kids. So I did that. And then I had my son shortly after and I went. Uh, I started working when he was about three, three years old, a job that just landed on my lap. That was just like, Oh, poop, here you go. I, I worked for a makeup subscription company called Voxy Charm, And I worked there for about three years. And it was awesome, because I got to be so creative. I love being in front of the camera. And like, t- it was playing with makeup and testing makeup. And we were doing like TV. I would love that makeup. too. <laughs> yeah, it was so much fun. But then Intuitively, I started feeling like, oh, you know, things are changing. This isn't for me. And I had gotten pregnant with Mila. And again, I started to feel what I want to do is be home with my daughter. I do Mm -hmm. not want to be out here working. I don't want to leave her in a daycare. I don't want to be going to it. I want to be home with her. And so I started putting that out into the universe. And I was like, I don't know how I'm going to do it. I just want to be home with her. I just and everything with Co, the jewelry company started to align so perfectly that when I gave birth, I was able to stay at home with her not have the, you know, the company was supporting my husband, myself, employees, like it was doing amazing. Had her, then had my daughter Lila. And then I started to feel that little, that little thing inside again, where it's like, okay, this is fun, but oh, this isn't it. And then as I started to wake up spiritually more, I started feeling that pool. Like I want to do bigger. I want to do more. I want to do something else. And i could start to feel like the jewelry thing was kind of slipping away from me slipping away from me and then in came this opportunity for this counseling job so it was because after the pandemic and everything we started seeing a huge dip in sales in our company mm-hmm. and i feel that that was so purpose purposeful because both my husband and i have the same north node and You know, when you get comfortable and things are going good, it doesn't really push you to do more because you're just comfortable and you're riding, you know, the little comfort wave. And he had he has always wanted to go back to school because he he had really bad anxiety after his mom passed away and he never finished his um, bachelor's. And his dream was always to go to law school. So because of everything that happened with the company, he is now able to go back to school. So he's finishing up his bachelor's and he wants to apply to law school. And this counseling job just landed in my lap. And I was kicking and screaming. I was like, I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this. I don't want to go back to work. I don't want to. But I find now being in this job that I am being tested in terms of having to work through my anxiety, having to work through fear, doing presentations in front of parents. And my fear, because I have like this perfectionist that lives inside me that is always like, okay, you're really good at the studies. You're really good at the books. I can become a master of any subject that I'm interested in. But the application, the doing, nervousness, crippling anxiety to the point that it keeps me from doing the thing. And Mm -hmm. I feel like me being where I am right now, me kicking and screaming, sometimes even crying, I don't want to do this, is leading me to another level of surrender to being like, you're here for a reason. You are here because this is the next step in the bigger picture of your purpose. And you need to surrender to the right now, let go of the ego, let go of what you think you want, and surrender to this now moment. Because from the people that you are meeting to the experiences that you are having that are getting you to go past your comfort zone, you are right now where you are meant to be. And I'm like, okay, I need to let go of this whole like, you know, I'm better than this. And I'm meant to be doing bigger and better things. And how can I be doing something limiting in my mind, which is just like, Like, I want to be reaching more people. I don't want to be like doing school counseling right now, but it's like, you let, you need to, because the other day when I was giving this presentation to parents, I get this nervousness as we started speaking about in the beginning, where it's like this, um, this heat that starts rushing through my body and I get really red and I get really anxious. I start sweating. I start, and I got this idea in my mind that is like, you want to talk in front of all these people. How do you think you're going to do it? If you are so nervous that you keep yourself from doing the thing, we're putting you in these situations to prepare you. So I'm just like, you know what, right now I'm going to surrender. And I'm going to trust that things are going to start unfolding for me. And the more that I surrender to the now, the more that that purpose and that bigger calling and that bigger pull is just going to start to reveal itself to me. And I need to get out of the mind get into the body and listen to what's happening. Like this nervousness that's coming up, these feelings. Like, so I feel like I am being asked to be in the now, which is in turn is putting me more in alignment with my body and like, just, you know, listening to it and and my intuition and just, I don't know. And I feel like that is going to allow that purpose to unfold. And I'm just getting this like vision right now of a flower unfolding the rose. You know, I always Mm -hmm. go back to mother Mary with the rose and it's like, the rose, like it's an unfolding, it doesn't just bloom, it starts to slowly open, and I feel like if we look at purpose as something like that, when we feel stuck, we're like, oh, we don't know what it is, just allow it, allow it to bloom, allow it to unfold.
0: And to, and, and to, to, I'm, um, you know, to go with, it, it, there's, okay, so this is kind of like my, my thoughts as I'm listening to you, it's so easy for me to witness your, your, This experience and say yes, you you just went with the flow and and yes, I can see why going with the flow is exactly what your soul needs to learn. You know more about public speaking or to kind of unravel Mm -hmm. the fear around serving people on a broader scale. And yet, in the the when you're the person in those moments, the first response is to resist and judge, and it's much harder said and done, Mm -hmm. right? Just Mm -hmm. go with the flow and surrender. Yeah, but. It, I've always wondered in life because I've, I'm, I've been going through a very difficult time too that I can't speak too much about because it's kind of it involves other people and has like a private aspect to it but there's a lot of change within my life too and it's just this sometimes I ask myself you know when how, when do we know to just go with the flow and when do we know that um That something is divine timing, or if it's something that we need to like take hold of and triumph and and overcome, right? Because there's sometimes in our lives where things happen in friction, because we need to rise to the occasion, be our own advocate, stand up for ourselves, which I think is more of what I'm going through in my life. But then there's these other times when It's more about going with the flow and surrendering, which is what you've done. And I think it's beautiful to witness and it's so actually empowering because it has usually us as women think, you know, empowering, um, acts are courageous and they have like big, bold moves, but sometimes the most courageous thing we can do is to just go with the flow because it's what we need in the moment, which is what the universe is revealing to you, because this might be right. What is preparing you to serve your mission on the broader scale. And it might just be this little pivot and this like year or two journey. And you just, like you said, you never know the people you meet and it, it who's to say that it's not meant to be. It's just, life is this mystery
1: (laughs) right so what happened like when you were saying like when do you know if you're just going with the flow or do you stand up and you fight this and i feel like for me i well i intuitively know that it's something that i need to surrender to because of the way that Things just keep flowing to the point where I had just turned in my lease car and I didn't know how I was going to get to work. And I was like, I don't know how I'm going to get to this new job. I don't have a car. And then my husband's boss all of a sudden just had this car. There's like, Hey, I bought this for my brother who was supposed to come from Argentina, but you know, he isn't coming. If you want to just use it for a while, you know, it's totally the, the week before I started so i was like damn okay fine i, I get it angel I, I get the message okay this is where i'm supposed to be the other day i was driving to work and i'm as as i'm driving i'm like crying in the car and i'm just like oh, i just i just you know what is my purpose what is my mission here i just i don't know why don't i feel like you know like fulfilled and i don't know what's going on and just give me a sign i need a sign but i need you to make it very clear i need you to give me a very clear sign i don't want like This little subtle sign, don't show me an angel number, don't show me a butterfly, (laughs) make it clear. And I completely forgot about it. And that day, we were doing a wishing tree like, what is your wish for the world? And we, we set out tables at lunch so that the students can come and they can put their wishes to the world on these little cards and put it on the wishing tree. And I'm just sitting there, and all of a sudden, this woman steps up and I couldn't tell if she was a student or a teacher she didn't have like her lanyard and I was like I don't know but she kept staring at me and she was like eyes locked in and I'm like "Mm, okay this is kind of weird you know she's just staring at me my friend looks at me she's like she's just staring at you I was like I don't know she's just staring at me and she writes down on a little card and she goes this message is for you specifically for you and I was like what and then I read it and it says you are safe to be yourself let your inner child shine she drew a little heart with like yellow. And I was like, wow, what? I had just asked for a specific message this morning. And and I wanted it to be very specific. And it's literally a message for you. Yeah, handwritten. Yeah. And the girls, because I work on a big team of wonderful and amazing women. I love my team. And they looked at me and they were like, What? Oh my goodness, that is that is crazy. They were all covered in chills and they're new to all of this stuff. I also feel like being around me and me talking about like astrology and spirituality, they're like, oh my God, I'm so interested. Like it's tweaking them.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: They were just like, wow, that is insane. And I told them the story about the car and they were like blown away. And I'm like, so that's how I know, because I keep being shown over and over again. And these synchronicities and these alignments just happen where it's like, you gotta, you gotta surrender to this, you know,
0: Yeah. No, I was just gonna say, and it's when you're in flow that the synchronicities happen exactly.
1: Exactly. to
0: validate, right? It's a, well, yeah. It's like we can't have them because lately I've been having the most insane synchronicities. Like I think of something and then someone says something, or I think I shared this with you. I was watching this YouTube um, channel that I love one night, and it's about near-death experiences. And they interview these people. And I I had a thought to myself, oh, it would be really cool to be interviewed for that channel. And the next morning they emailed me about being on that show.
1: Wow. And
0: it's it's sometimes it, and just really random things, you know, that are <laughs> like, okay, yeah, I think I'm I'm in the flow. Mm-hmm. I'm in the vibrational frequency of my true essence. So yeah, those things happen in life. And then also I think it's, I love hearing the, I love hearing that you, you are taking on this role, you know, at being a psychologist, a counselor or. Right. Yeah. school counselor. Thing, right. Okay. So and, because it's like, we don't have to be one thing. We don't, we, we can live our purpose as light workers and still, have a job, or we can still be a mother, we, we're, we're many things, we're never meant to be one role. But what happened was, I think, you know, in this patriarchal society before, it was just like women are one thing, and we're mothers, and, and it's, you know, and you have to work or be a mother or do this or that. And now I think it's just broadening the horizons for us to say we can be many things, take on many roles, and we're not one thing.
1: And if you're a light worker, you're literally just being a light and that's bringing the light wherever you go, whether you're going to the grocery store or you're sitting at home with friends or you're you're being that light. So in essence, living your purpose is shining that light wherever you go in whatever it is that you do. If you have a message to share, it's whatever means you use to convey it, get that message out. And I feel like sometimes we think that things should look a certain way and we have to let go of all of that and just allow things to happen and just live and be that purpose and then we're going to magnetize all of these opportunities to shine that light so if you want to speak okay magnetize these opportunities let go and just get rid of the way that you think it's supposed to look because it's working like this for xyz or you know so
0: it's- absolutely and, and you know being the light I, I had that download one time be the light be the light be the light and also probably what seems to be a hang up with people is they think that if you live your purpose, you will receive monetary compensation immediately or, or so abundantly that it will be, you know, just this miraculous amount of money that you will make, which I do think happens. But I, I think that that's also the block because people think that when they live, when they live their purpose or find their purpose, they will make a lot of money and it's not always the case. And, It could be that the more you're in your light and the more you express yourself, you magnetize money, you, you attract money, but you have to give yourself a chance to build that orbit of energy to become in that vortex more clearly so that you can then start to attract. It's not going to happen overnight, but it will happen. And I, I guess it's part of this. Mm, I don't know, immediate gratification culture where we think like, it's going to be like this. And then it's right after it's going to be a stop
1: of the fingers. And, and it's crazy because I've had that experience and I had that experience with seal where, where you're in that flow and money just, just comes easily. And it's like, Oh, wow. Okay. And mm-hmm. I try not to be someone who worries so much about that. And I try to see myself as abundant, no matter what I never use terms like, Oh, I'm broke or, Oh, I don't have this. And I'm just like universe provide, I don't know, just let's figure a way out. And I try not to put like that stress on it and just allow it to to come because I, I feel like I've had jobs where I was, was working and not making that much. And I always felt very abundant. And then I had jobs where I was making a ton and I always felt very abundant. And it's just, it I feel like it's like what you feel about yourself and do you see abundance or do you see lack? Cause there's people who make tons of money and they're always complaining about, Oh, it's not enough. It's not, I don't. And
0: oh like, Yeah. I have been around people who are so wealthy and it's the most, they're the most miserable people I've ever met and no amount of money could make them happy. And no amount of money would make me want to be
1: anywhere yeah. <laughs> near and them. I, what do you value too? Cause for me, it's freedom. I love freedom yeah. of my time. And for me, when I say that, I'm like, oh my God, because of the school counseling thing, it's not that I don't like the people. It's not that I don't like the job. For me, it's just the time. Knowing that I have to be somewhere from a certain time to a certain time feels, and I know this is dramatic, but you guys, it's just me. I just feel like my soul doesn't like to be in a box. And I don't like to feel like I have a schedule. I'm here from this time to this time. I like to flow. I like to be very like, what are we going to do today? I don't know. Let's see where the day takes us. So having that structure is like, ah, I hate it.
0: I I so get it. I I'm the same way. Like it's almost like if someone tells me what to do, I'll just kind of <laughs> defy yeah. them just because they told me what to do. I mean, it sounds kind of awful, but I I think it's just there is that energy when someone is like us, you know, just a light worker and very um unlimited in thinking that we want we want the we want that freedom and that's okay and 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 at the same time it's everything is temporary. You know, this job might just be temporary and then it's just a stepping stone and there's, we have to be okay. Right. With stepping stones because that's part of the building blocks that that's, I think that's what we're all seeing now is Instagram has made this mm, false kind of message that it, where people just show up and they make it sound very, um, Fast, Like success is just a very fast thing, but it doesn't seem to really be the case when you look into anything. And so maybe that's been part of the problem with why we think that, you know, everything has to be just immediate and everything has to be so, you know, um, fast. Yeah. But I, I really appreciate you sharing your story and a little bit about your journey. And I know we could, I could talk to you forever. I mean, I just think you're an amazing soul. I, I love what you do. I love your jewelry business. I love, how you share yourself. I love how you dance on Instagram. I love <laughs> the way you take on motherhood. I mean, I have to say I too was the co-sleeper. I breastfed each of my children for like two and a half years. And I was, you know, going to the Waldorf schools and I just, I'm, I, I love
1: I, the, whole Waldorf schools.
0: The, Wal- oh, the Waldorf schools. I could have just gone. I loved it. I was like hanging out there. It's an amazing philosophy, but I I also know that you are a busy mother and that you have to go pick up your children. Right.
1: Yeah. 4.30. My little one, it's four o'clock, but yeah, I got to go get my little one from preschool. Yeah.
0: And I was going to say it's, I felt like it was a miracle that we got this conversation to happen because I was all morning juggling, taking my kids to all these different activities. I know that motherhood, maybe just one last thing that we could speak on is like the juggle of within living our purpose, within holding the different jobs that we have and the roles that we have. And then actually just the logistics of the physical time constricts, you know, constructs of time with children. I mean, I honestly think like, how did I get anything done today? I almost have to fight for myself in my family sometimes to say, you know, I'm doing this and I'm, (laughs) you guys can take care of yourself.
1: You know, I always always think about that. And sometimes I do get frustrated where I'm like, oh, I don't have any me time. And then I think, and I'm like, my goodness, one day this is all going to be over. They're going to be old and I'm going to be begging. Do you want to come over? (laughs) Do you want to come snuggle? You know, I always think about that and I'm just like, oh, I just want to savor these moments. Like I just, just want them to be little forever, but I'm a mush. I'm, I'm very like, I just want to like love and hug and like, just be like this all day.
0: (laughs) I know. Believe me. I know my kids are like, get away from me, mom. I mean, (laughs) these teenage boys, they kind of seem to leave you, you know, energetically around like 13 and they're all about friends. But Mm -hmm. my older son who's almost 16 is coming back slowly. Like he used to never want to be with me at all. Now he is just a little Mm -hmm. and I just look forward to the day when, you know, they, we can travel together, and you know they are adults, but yet we're friends, and we're you know yeah. we're this not. and it's like I know we have to set our children free, flying out of the nest, and like be their independent selves. But I also miss the younger years where it was like it wasn't like oh what are you doing with your friends today, but it's oh we're going to be going to the market together, yeah. and <laughs> we're gonna make cookies, and they're like yay, and now it's like oh no 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 they have their own plans. <laughs>
1: I know. And my love language is quality time. So I'm all about that. And I'm just like, Oh, I just hope that my kids, you know, my greatest wish is for them to want to hang out with me when they get older, like, let's go to dinner, let's go to a movie, let's go. But I feel like you, you're the kids that when you raise them when they're little, and you teach them and you spend time with them, they're going to grow into those adults who do want to come back home and hang out with you and you start those relationships with that nurturing that you give them when they're little. It's like sometimes when they're adults and you never gave them that time and nurturing when they were little, it's like they're adults and it's like, I don't really want to hang out with you. There's yeah. a lot of healing that has to go on after if you want to foster and build that relationship. But we can do so much because the adults that we want to hang out with and they're going to be adults for longer than they are kids. Right. We got to set them up when they're little. But you
0: know. yeah, it what the way that we raise our children is is something that affects them their whole life. And I know that your kids will want to spend time with you. I mean, how can they not? It's, it's just that natural age when they, they leave you, but then they always come back. They, I always hear that. I always come back
1: yeah. and, you know, we're, so cool.
0: yeah. Well, Elette, thank you so much. I just enjoyed this conversation so much. I think there's so many people that are going to relate to juggling it all and motherhood and surrendering and pivoting and everything like that. And I don't think we got to talk about all the things that we want to talk about. So I would love for you to come on again. And if there's, if people want to find you, I'll definitely link everything in the show notes, but where can people find you now?
1: Oh, I'm on Instagram, Elette. At Elett underscore, I mainly post astrology stuff. Sprinkle it in with mom stuff. I did start a podcast, which I don't even have time to. <laughs> I, I love, love your hand movement. movement. So I'm like, yeah, I have a podcast, but um, yeah. Well, I don't tell really- us about it. Wait, tell us
0: where people can find your podcast and I what it's called. The
1: Aura Room. And I just mainly talk about whatever's going on, you know, spiritually. I, I did speak about my divine experiences with pregnancy and just like spiritual stuff, awakening. I feel like whenever I get that download of like sit down and record, people need to hear this. You have something to share. And I do that because I am Gemini Rising. I love to speak. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I'm just a jack of all trades. That's why it's so funny when you're like, Oh, can you send me a bio for an intro, you know, for a bio for the I'm yeah. like. I don't even know. I am all over the place <laughs> world. What 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 version of me do you need? What do you have? <laughs> I do know. We all are. And I love that.
0: And we're not just one thing, believe me. I am all about freedom. I mean, I'm an artist too. I'm a like I have other, I have sides to me that I haven't revealed either. And we can be everything and anything yeah. we want. So go check out your um, I've I've listened to your podcast. I love it, and I love that name, the aura room, right? I think-
1: me. Yeah, that just came to me. And I envisioned like this space where we just come together and, like, you know, like chill. Yeah, like
0: maybe it will be a real space one day. You never know.
1: That would be kind of
0: seeing like carpet on the walls, like a little retro. I don't know why.
1: That's know. the vibe that I, I feel like there's even like a big neon sign. Yes, I'm
0: seeing that.
1: <laughs> that. Yeah, I pictured a big neon sign. I don't know why, but I always picture that.
0: But okay, well, I'm coming to Miami to your. Um, Or a room. I'm totally gonna be there because I think it's gonna be amazing. I see so many things for you, and I really appreciate you being on the show. And um,
1: yeah, thank you. Awesome. Thank you so much for having me. I think we should definitely do another one all about our crazy astral experiences.
0: Yes, I mean we didn't even talk about any of that kind of galactic stuff and the channeling and the downloads because I know we share so much about that. So we're gonna have you back. I'm. I say we. Me and my dog, Charlie, me and my team <laughs> of this empty room around me. We're going to have you back on the show. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you so much. I hope you enjoy learning about my personal journey with Akashic Record, Transformation, I believe that by sharing our stories of inspiration and transformation, together we rise. If you are interested in learning more about the Akashic Records or would like to see all my offerings, please go to my website, themalibumedium.com or you can find me on Instagram at Malibu Medium. And please don't forget to rate and review the show. I would also love to hear from you. Please leave a comment, comment, and share it with your friends if you think they would find it helpful. Together we rise empowered. Your light is fearless.